0: Welcome to Club Dub.
1: You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Let's freaking go, guys. What's going on, Kyle Krabs? Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. We don't just say it here. We live it here on the Locked On Network. And I want to welcome you guys To Club Dub, yet again, Dolphins 7 and 3. And boy, oh boy, was this a fun one because there were a lot of layers to this game that went very much along the lines of things that we talked about on the Friday episode of the show. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs. uh, Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, clearly because I'm freaking juiced right now by this win. This is the best total team win the Dolphins have posted all season long. Uh, Co-founder of the DraftNetwork.com. Your host here on Locked On Dolphins, and we are celebrating Victory Monday yet again. So, raise your glasses, raise your energy drinks, raise your bourbon like whatever you guys are drinking. Awesome. Got a cigar, might want to light one up because we just lit up the Cleveland Browns to the tune of 39 to 17, leaving very little doubt throughout the course of this game that the Dolphins were definitively the better football team. Today's episode of locked on dolphins is brought to you by our friends over at prize picks prize picks is daily fantasy made easy pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 X your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on that's prizepicks.com. promo code locked on. I am locked in on 195 yards, rushing on 33 carries. I am locked in on Tua tonga a 135 passer rating, uh, 25 of 32, three touchdowns, was not sacked once. Uh, this marks, what, the third consecutive game for Tua tonga with a passer rating of 135 or better. The Dolphins, oh, by the way, are in first place in the AFC East because the Minnesota Vikings just got done pulling out yet another win out of their rear ends, and Josh Allen threw a pick in the end zone to seal the game in overtime. The Dolphins are in first place going into the bye. And just to lay it out for you, like, in all likelihood, the Dolphins are going to be in first place coming out of the bye and playing the Houston Texans. Let that sink in for a second here. The position that the Dolphins have put themselves in, by the way, first time 7-3 and through 10 games since 2001, no big deal. Just a streak that's long enough to drink. Just an uh, an amazing close to the 10-game start to the season for the Miami Dolphins. And everything that this team aspires to be, guys, it's out in front of us. We got some problems to deal with. We got to figure out what the hell's going on in the special teams unit. Opening kickoff, we let uh, the returner for the Browns get outside. They start their first possession on the 47-yard line. We had a couple corners get banged up because, of course, we do because that's what happens every time the Dolphins play, it seems like. And uh, Jason Sanders is leaving points out on the field left and right, and it's a problem. There's some things to figure out. But in a week in which Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill combined for nine catches for 110 yards and one touchdown, and I'm using air quotes here, that's it. The Dolphins still posted, what was the total team stats here? They came out of this game and posted 491 yards of offense, and that included a bunch of kneel downs at the end of the game, which – and I'm using air quotes here, killed your yards per carry average and made it, and I'm using air quotes again, only 5.9 yards per rush. What a freaking day, guys. 29 first downs, 67 plays total, 491 yards of offense, 7.3 yards per play. You won the penalties. You won the turnover battle. You won the time of possession. Anything and everything that you could want. The Dolphins showed up for 3-5 in the red zone. I mean, yeah. I thought a couple of times you got down inside the 25 in the play call and got a little goofy. You're averaging eight yards a rush. It's first and 10 on the 25. You don't need to run an end-around throwback pass with with Cedric Wilson trying to throw the the throwback to Tua tonga Just pound the rock down their throats. We don't need to run the Durham-Smythe QB sneak on third and a long one down in the red zone. Uh, just before the close of halftime. Jeff Wilson finished with 17 for 119 yards at a touchdown, and he looked like the freaking Nick Chubb out there, not Nick Chubb. Dolphins' defense deserves their freaking flowers, man. They got after Jacoby Brissett. They sacked him a grand total of three times. They got close on another couple of opportunities, uh, with the exception of the 33-yard touchdown run that Nick Chubb had, in which Verone McKinley, uh, tried to run the alley and fill and, 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 quite frankly, just got steamrolled by Nick Chubb. Uh, would like to have a better effort on that tackle opportunity to limit what could have been a 15-yard run instead of being a 33-yard touchdown run. Uh, the Dolphins' defense was clamps in the running game. I t- There's not too many times I've come on this show and I'll say I told you so. But the, the defensive effort, the pass rush, and the run defense against a traditional defense, and traditional run designs. This team is good defending the run. There should be very little doubt. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt rushed the ball 17 times for 72 yards. Kareem Hunt averaged 1.5 yards per carry. And of those 72 yards, 33 of them came on one run from Nick Chubb when the Dolphins were up 17 points in the fourth quarter, approximately. That's not exactly how many points they were up, but I digress. How about the balance from this offense? Tyreek Hill, five receptions. Jalen Model, four receptions. Trent Sherfield four receptions. Alec Ingold, four receptions. Raheem Mostert, four receptions. Mike Kosecki and Jeff Wilson, two receptions. East Cedric Wilson, one reception. 26 total catches. Nobody had more than five. Get a grand total of two, four, six, eight guys catch balls. This Dolphin Thomas Morstead didn't punt once. It's the first time since 2003 the Dolphins played a football game and didn't have to punt the football. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We had a strip uh, for a takeaway down in the red zone that helped flip the script of the game after the Dolphins started slow. Elana Roberts played his rear end off. Christian Wilkins played his rear end off. Had a sack, had a tackle for loss, had a couple really nice run fits to scrape and flow and get down around the body of uh, Nick Chubb. Zach Sealer punched the football out. Bradley Chubb. Had a bunch of pressures. Melvin Ingram showcased a lot. Of, I mean, this, top to bottom, guys. This is what you sign yourself up for when you say, I'd love a non-stressful Dolphins win that is a complete team effort that has complimentary football. This is it. This is what we've been waiting on. Little things to clean up. Connor Williams had a high snap. Tua to I had to jump on it. Uh, take an L. On a play in scoring position, we're literally just sitting there saying, Hey, no self inflicted wounds, no silly mistake. Well, Skymail's a snap. Two is playing his rear end off. Two is playing his rear end off right now. Some unbelievable anticipation throws, some unbelievable pre snap processing to identify man coverage. Throwing it right past the ear hole of the linebacker who's buzzing to take the flat when you're running slant flat. Seeing the field so well right now. The first touchdown to Alec Ingold was the RPO with the leak coming across that leaks out into the flat. He does this really nice ball fake to force the edge defender to leave his feet and put his arms up and to it just whoop, dups, dick, dips up on her side of him drops the ball underneath Tyree kill throws an excellent block on the perimeter down on the five yard line to help Alec Ingold sneak in, score a touchdown. This was a big game for like the unheralded heroes of this football team too. Alec Ingold scores a touchdown. Trent Shurfield scores a touchdown. Really cool. I mean, we had a chance to see a couple of guys uh, get in the game. Skylar Thompson, one for one 17 yards, drop one underneath the Ingold. Um, Savon Ahmed got a little bit of run, got some carries. There's a lot. There's a lot of really positive storylines that we, we can and should take away from this football game. Xavier Howard limiting Amari Cooper to three receptions for 32 yards when he followed him around the entire game. Seven and three, first place Miami Dolphins. Halfway through the month of November, and you're going to be tied for first place at worst coming out of the bye. If you're tied with the Jets, they'll have a head-to-head tiebreaker. If you're tied with the Bills, you you will have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So, and you play the Houston Texans coming out of the bye. So you can obviously look at the forecast for the next two three weeks. Before this big three game stretch comes up where you got to go to San Francisco and you got go to go to play the Chargers and you got to go to Buffalo and play the Bills. Oh, by the way, this Bills team is a team that sure looks like he can bleed right now because they just dropped and blew a, a three score lead against the Minnesota Vikings, two score lead against the Minnesota Vikings and lost. Josh Allen leads the league in interceptions. So. I mean, we're going to get into some more specifics of player performances and stuff like that, but, you know, I wanted to just just bring the energy here up on the front of this, and and, and this this was as complete of a team victory as you ever could have possibly dreamed for if you're a member of the Miami Dolphins or if you're a fan of the Miami Dolphins. This holiday, find what you love at Total Wine and More with so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new favorite single-barrel bourbon or the perfect gifts for everyone on your list with some help from a friendly guide. And with all the confidence of knowing you found something special for the lowest price, find what you love, find, love what you find. Only at Total Wine, curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Spirits not sold in Virginia or North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: I am 33, uh, and my personal favorite is the Old Forester Prohibition style, which I'm going to be pouring a very, very fat pour of as soon as we finish talking about this Dolphins victory. Um, But as as we look at the way that the, the game played out, I'm sure I had the same thoughts that all of you did initially when you say, oh boy, here we go again, the Dolphins... Conceding a four play 53 yard touchdown drive uh, to open the game that included a bad special teams, uh, baffle or, or or missed opportunity, if you will. Brissett goes up top, has a little bit of time to throw downfield to Peoples Jones, uh, down to the 15 yard line. The Dolphins get a third and four, and Emmanuel Agba jumps off sides, gives him a first down. Jerome Baker breaks up a pass uh, on first and goal, but it's pass interference. So they put the ball in the one yard line and say, Oh, cool. Just a bevy of self-inflicted wounds. Exactly what the Dolphins need, (laughs) based on what the last couple of weeks have been. But the way that they buckled down in the red zone on the – or not the red zone, I suppose. It it was was about the 30-yard line. The Dolphins go 10 plays, 84. They're humming offensively. uh, The the timing, nice schedule. The Browns come out. They kind of play a little bit of hurry up. A little bit of tempo. They can convert a couple third downs. Perse, laces one to Peoples Jones between a couple of defenders in zone coverage on a third and long, and you kind of got the oh man, here we go again. Well, turns out Sealer punches the ball out from Chubb. The Dolphins get a chance to go down. They force a field goal. We have a couple of turnovers on downs. Uh, the Dolphins choosing to. Uh, Quarterbacks sneak with Durham Smythe and then run Jeff Wilson up the middle uh, on fourth and one from the 14-yard line. But I, I guess as much as I want to say, geez, take the points. I mean, Jason Sanders missed two, two extra points in this contest. I didn't like the flow of, this, of the play calls more so than the decision not to opt for points. Uh, I thought the Durham-Smythe sneak would have been a great call, is a great call on uh, an inches scenario, not a, a long one. Um, and I thought the, the run up the middle with Jeff Wilson probably should have been the third down play call. So you probably should have ran the traditional play on a third down to try and push the pile. And then if they, you know, that way you avoid what happened, which was Cleveland completely sold out. Uh, to stop the run on the fourth down. And they tried to do a quarterback exchange. And obviously that involves a, a much further starting point for the back. than if you are up under center, like some was. was, um, but the dolphins bounce back. They, they, they promptly forced a punt. They gave up a, a first down on the first play of the game. Uh, Jacoby Brissett gets sacked by Christian Wilkins and Melvin Ingram. The Browns punt the ball. The dolphins get it back with about a minute and a half left and proceed to have a, a, the, Perfect middle eight double dip that you could possibly ever ask for. Uh, Middle eight, of course, is the final four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half. It's where a lot of football games are won Uh, because strategically you have a baked-in change of possession there that, uh, of course, um, you have to to strategize that clock. I thought the Dolphins handled the clock at the end of the first half very well. I like that they were aggressive early on. Uh, They scored with about 35 seconds left. Uh, they went up top on a, a second down to, to Trent Sherfield on a perfectly thrown ball to put the Dolphins up 10 points uh, going into halftime, and then they came out and they scored an opening tu- uh, opening possession touchdown in six plays in three minutes and 25 seconds to, to turn a 10-7 lead into a 24-7 lead in the middle eight minutes of the football game. You can't ask for anything better than that. You literally, it, It's physically impossible. What do you gonna say? Well, I wish they would have kicked the field goal and then that way, you know, if that happened at three two thirteen left, you could say, well, we you could add 17 points. Sure. But you also scored 39 points, and you realistically should have scored probably 40 41, if not 44, if you had more confidence in Jason Sanders. I know a lot of people have already reached out. Can you talk about kickers that are available? Can you do that? Yeah, we're gonna talk about it on the bye week. But I, I'm not going to invest a Victory Monday podcast to talk about free agent kickers. I don't think so. I think we all acknowledge and recognize that it is a problem. Uh, and You cannot afford to leave two to five points on the field every time you play a football game. And I'm sure we could talk a lot about the Cleveland Browns and the quality of this win. And um, if you want to be a Debbie Downer and, and assert that, be my guest. But this was a Cleveland Browns team that we the last time we saw them, they completely, totally and absolutely dismantled the Cincinnati Bengals in primetime 32 to 13. And oh, by the way, the Bengals were coming out of the bye. I'm looking forward to watching the tape to be able to get a little bit of a feel for um, exactly what the Browns did in coverage to to minimize some of the impact of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, who of course are Uh, on a scorching hot pace, and and to their standards, they were quiet, uh, but they still made a lot of key receptions. Tyreek had the red zone touchdown on a third down where Tua gets a little early pressure, and he just buys himself that time and takes the little shuffle and takes that crosser underneath. They put him at three strong, let him run a crossing route across the middle of the field. Nobody's going to run with him. They're just not going to run with him. Uh, Jalen Waddle uh, on a third and short had one of the best routes I think he's run this season. Uh, he also was a three strong presses for an inside release. Gets rookie corner Martin Emerson turned back around, uh, gets back up on his heels, gives him another head fake inside, and then bangs out outside. And Tua hits him in stride. And um, just a lot of really, really good performances. I'd be remiss to not also talk about, and I know I've mentioned their names already, but the two trade deadline additions for the Dolphins, Jeff Wilson and Bradley Chubb, <sighs> folks. These guys are playing good football right now. Riley Chubb had a big time presence. Won inside. He won with power. He obviously had the half a sack early in the game. Almost uh, ripped the ball out of Jacoby Brissett's hands on another attempt. Uh, so he's very close to, to turning a, what was a very strong performance into a, a dominating, game-changing performance. Um, Jeff Wilson, he's led the team in both of his games since he's become a member of the team. And here's what I think about Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson's addition to this roster is a huge deal for the style of running that he provides. Never mind the fact that Raheem Mostert finally popped the big, long touchdown run that we've been asking for for about two freaking months now. I'm happy for Raheem. And Raheem had himself a great day as well. But the one thing Raheem Mostert is not is a player who's going to get tough yards in contact situations. Mostert ran eight times for 65 yards, had a long of 24, which was the touchdown run. Jeff Wilson, 17 for 119, long of 20 in a touchdown run. And Wilson was smacking guys around inside. You want to tackle him, you better bring multiple guys. And I know I said he, he looked like Nick Chubb. But here's what I think the addition of Jeff Wilson after seeing two games and kind of reflecting and watching it. Here's what I think Jeff Wilson brings to this Dolphins offense. The RPO thrives when you put second level defenders in conflict, right? But if you're play if you're going to line up in the shotgun and you're going to have outside zone tracks, it's more horizontal. The flow creates displacement that allows for throwing windows. But when you're able to run downhill between the tackles, that's when guys really have to fly up. That's when guys really have to respect your ability to run the ball and say, oh, they're coming right downhill at me. I got to get in there. Jeff Wilson brings a different dynamic to running between the tackles. And oh my goodness, is it scary to think about if you're going to have linebackers that are playing on the hash that have that moment of panic where the quarterback opens and rides the, the mesh point, and he feels like I got to get in here because Jeff Wilson's going to put me on a poster because he going to come right through the C gap and he's going to run my rear end over that different dynamic to the RPO components of the offense is a very, very exciting change for the dolphins to have that level of, of physicality as a runner. And the confidence in the reads, which was the thing that Chase Edmonds was missing. I don't have any flowers lying around the house, but if I did, Chris Greer would get them right now. i being completely honest. Prize picks, daily fantasy done right. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 extra money on your entry, there's no competing against other people. It's you versus the house. The prize Picks offers projections on just about every sport that is available, including NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Believe it or not, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. With safe and fast withdrawals and currently operational in over 30 states in Canada, download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. So you put a hundo in, they're going to give you another 100. You put 50 in, they're going to give you another 50. Don't forget promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 at prizepicks. Visit prizepicks.com or download the
1: app. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So,
0: what's fun, what's really fun, is we now have the bye week. We have a chance to kind of take a step back, look at everything from a thousand foot view Here's what I can tell you. Uh, Tua to Tonga Valoa now has 18 passing touchdowns on the season. He has nine in the last three games. 18 passing touchdowns for the record for Tua. Uh, his career, previous career high in touchdown passes was 16. He has 18, and he's played in eight games. <laughs> Tua has been sacked eight times in eight games. We've seen the speed. Now we see that the run. Th- this was the offense that I thought we would get. This was the offense I had the expectations when everybody asked me in the summer, Kyle, what's the what's the realistic output for Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill and Tua Tungvaloa? And I said, well, let's slow your roll on five thousand yards. This is Mike McDaniels probably going to be a run first heavy team run game coordinator, his background. They could probably realistic Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are probably going to have 1200 yards apiece. Well, big L for me more than happy to be wrong, but this was the kind of approach that I expected. And if the dolphins can get this level of balance inconsistency, then what inconsistency with what they do, What's really scary about that for opposing teams is whatever you try to take away, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Because if the Dolphins can get that kind of push in the run game and they'll play tougher opponents, but I thought the Cleveland Browns had more talent on their defensive line than what the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions did. And they worked the Browns in the run game. They worked them big time you got the Texans coming out of the we, bye. We largely assume that's going to be a great opportunity to have a lot of success. I think that's fair to say it's at home. You have an extra week of preparation. You're going to get a little healthier. We need to figure out what the status of uh, Keon Crossan is, who got banged up. He was declared out for the rest of the game. Emmanuel Agba declared out for the rest of the game. Although it's, what's, it stinks, but it's also exciting that you didn't feel like the dolphins missed him. Now, You're going to have to dress noig, but you might have to go tap into a street free agent somewhere, a corner, see if anybody's lying around. I don't know that they would embrace a kicking competition right now, but quite frankly, they should. But if the Dolphins can encapture this and put this in a bottle and say, we're going to go down the stretch run. And if you want to play coverage against us and you want to co-bracket these guys, hope you can fit the run with six guys. Because if not, we're we're coming and we're gonna ram the ball right down your throat. And Mostert's proficient in the passing game and the outside running game, and Wilson is proficient in the passing game and the inside running game. So it's not like either one of them is an obvious tell for what's coming. Man, the layers, you could really start to stack the layers here. And as much as as much as I welcome the buys a chance to get healthy, I sure wish you could play the Texans next week. Because with the way they're playing offensively right now, you, you feel like you're ready for it, right? I mean, the last three weeks, I, I don't need to remind you how many points the, the Dolphins have scored the last three weeks, but in, in case you need it, they scored 39 against the Browns, they scored 35 against the Bears, and they scored 31 against the Lions. They also have a 42 spot to their credit in those seven games that Tua Tagovailoa has started and finished. And over half of those games, they've scored a minimum of 31 points. Patriots, week one, eh, okay. Bills, week three, you hardly touch the ball. I mean, quite frankly, the Bills possessed it for 40 minutes. Steelers, first quarter, you look like you were gonna score 40 points, and then you just kind of stalled out. First game back. I'd be willing to bet we dropped 30 on the Texans. Everything we're hoping for is out in front of you. So let's take this opportunity to cherish this win. I hope the team cherishes this win. I hope the team cherishes this opportunity to get their minds right and spend a little bit of time away and disengage, but also take care of their bodies, get healthy, get right. And now let's take it to the next level. Because this is separation season, guys. This is where the pack divides. And the Dolphins right now, as we've mentioned, are in first place in the AFC East. They are the number two seed in the conference as I record this right now. They're a half game behind the Chiefs. I'm not going to see here and promise that we're going to go up to Buffalo and, and Orchard Park and beat the Bills. And we're going to go on the West Coast trip and sweep the, the West Coast teams. And then we're going to run the table and, and finish with three losses. I'm not going to promise that. But it's a race to 10 wins to lock yourself into a playoff spot. I know they got bit in 2021 with that nonsense, but I'm looking at the playoff field right now. Race to 10 wins to get a playoff spot. And from there, your minds can go wherever they would like to go to think about and explore what might come beyond that. So you're at seven and three. The next opportunity to get number eight comes against the Houston Texans. Feel pretty good about your chances. Dolphins back in positive point differential. They have scored Uh, 25.2 points per game, 252 points across 10 games, three of which were played without their starting quarterback. Um, Yeah, I I think that's all I've got. I know I was kind of all over the board here, but man, am I juiced about this win. This is a really good win, guys. This is a really good win. Also pushes the Browns to the brink. Oh, They they have a quarterback change coming up in a couple weeks, but you can go ahead and forget about them at three and six been two teams that have made the playoffs with three wins or less through 10 games. So that realistically eliminates the Browns, the Steelers, the Colts. I guess we'll see what the Colts do today. They're playing leading at halftime as I record this podcast, the Jaguars, the Texans, uh, the Broncos uh, who lost uh, to the Titans and then the Raiders. So if you're looking at teams that are 500 or better, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. AFC East currently has every team above 500. Jets and Patriots play each other next week. Chance to either knock the Jets to six and four, or a chance for the Patriots to fall back to 500. It's gonna be a fun week next week watching the chaos ensue with the Dolphins, sit at seven and three, can kind of tend their wounds and get themselves right. Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. We're going to have a great week this week on the bye week. We're staying in clubbed up. We've been here for a minute. We're not leaving. We're not freaking leaving. We're not freaking leaving. Clubbed up. Fins up. Enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy the rest of your day. Talk with you guys tomorrow to go through the coaches, film.
1: Hey, Prime members.